This is Isaware, powered by Intersoft Associates. Isaware is your connection to exploring the systems and software that power businesses like yours with expert insight, experience, and advice. Welcome back to Isaware. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm joined by High Goldstoff and Abe Unger. And guys, I want to talk today about Microsoft Access. One of the reasons why I think Microsoft Access is a really interesting topic is it's a it's how a lot of people I think get introduced to databases. It's already sort of uh, software that's installed, or it's not a terrible leap for me to sort of, maybe I've got some basic sort of database stuff. Maybe it's my introduction to database. And then as the business grows, it becomes like the, the platform. And I want to talk about that. Abe, is there a problem with growing with Microsoft Access? Is there a, a growth issue? Is it just fine? Should I just be finding ways where it can continue to serve my company in, in big, strong, great ways? Or what are the risks of kind of entrenching into a platform like Access? So in Access itself, there are a number of issues, especially as you grow. Uh, it's one thing if you're a lone person using this system and you're putting in some data and just for yourself, uh, that's one issue. Uh, but once you start dealing with multi-users, multi-user capability in Access is not something that's really, that does not really work well. Um, Years ago, it was considered supported, then it was not considered supported, um, but multiple users using the same access database causes all kinds of problems. One of the biggest we've seen is corruption, which happens fairly often in an access database. So if you have multiple users using an access database, you better make sure that your backups are well are, are uh, up to date because that corruption can be a problem and many times that's not something that you can recover from. Uh, and you gotta go back to a prior version. Uh, there's issues with performance. Is the more users are using it, the slower it's going to be. It's not designed for for the use. So if you're looking for some kind of a product that's going to work well in terms of scaling, Access is not it. You do want to move away from Access. Um, it has some nice things in it, you know, some little reports that you can do and a couple of wizards that you can build that kind of stuff. But again, all of that is doable in the real world and other applications or uh, what we would call enterprise applications. Access doesn't fall into that category. So as soon as you start using it for your enterprise and your enterprise does not mean hundreds of people, it could mean two people. Um, access is not really the way to go anymore. We've also found that um, in order for it to be as responsive as it can be, that there there are you know two parts to access. If, even if it's done correctly, there's an access database which has all the software, and then the data is in a separate access, in a separate you know file. Um, most people don't do it that way. Many people don't do it that way. But even if you do. Um, accessing it you know from a shared drive is slow as hell so people have to copy the program and we, you know we've had situations like that uh, where we took the data portion within access moved it to a back-end data database in, in most cases microsoft sql server so it performs better but you still have to move that that program file onto your own computer so as changes are being made, you know, you've got to create a whole infrastructure just to make sure you're using the latest version. Uh, and, and we have a, um, a client now that we that we just engaged who they don't have servers. Everything they do is on the cloud. 
mm-hmm. and it's sitting on a on a Dropbox, and you can't have more than more than one person use it at the same time. So you know, it's great for a small you know once you're starting. Uh, there are many reasons to do it because you can easily add fields, change screen design as you're learning, and it's more for the people that are not necessarily professional, but do it as an avocation. But ultimately, that 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 that, be, that winds up be, you know, becoming a problem as different people start touching it, and you get again with with an, we've had a couple of we've had a number of people come to us who have access. Uh, doing stuff within within the access environment, where people have added they have added fields, modified screens, and you have data anarchy. You have the same field mm. supposedly sitting on sitting on multiple different multiple screens, yet they each point to a different spot in the database. So you can have this is not this is not the case with this kit with, with this one, but you can have you know main phone number sitting in five different places or a number of different places mm. uh, because you know, nobody thought about the the overall. It, it's in some cases it's too easy, and when you know what's going on, that's fine. But as the person supporting it, uh, again, you, doing it is not a computer professional, more as an avocation, or someone who has an MIS degree, which is management, but not not computer science. Uh, th- there can be problems, and uh, one of the tasks we're going to have is you know going out and cleansing the data, to making sure all the various fields that should be the same are together and deal with multiple versions of the truth and everything. So you know, there's, there's a whole exercise before we get deeply into uh, improving what they have. Do you find that uh, there's a typical scenario where the, the, the access user was kind of a DIYer and it's a natural step for them to move up into power apps and more of that DIY kind of thing. And we've talked before about the issues the power apps can present. And so it becomes an issue where the expert is not uh, behind the wheel and problems can just sort of accumulate. Or do you find that people don't know that they have problems with access? They just they just don't know uh, that they're they've outgrown it. What's a more common sort of issue high, or is there a third or fourth uh, issue that's really shows up? Uh, again, in, in some of the things we've seen recently, uh, the software was written years and years and years ago. Um, the, the the procedures that are used are not really. I mean, and I'm talking about you know how the software is used. Um, because it's not really written by a software professional, the person who's using the, the software, I mean, in this case, it, it's, it, it's installed correctly and you can have, you know, multiple people using it, not a lot, but a few people, but you're using, you're, you're accessing the, the software as though you're a, a, a computer, you know, computer administrator. Yeah. Um, if a data, if the data field has changed, you know, you, you've got to inactivate it and create a new one. You know, all sorts of those things that are, you know, what the technology was like, you know, the state of the art in terms of software development, uh, you know, more than 20 years ago. Because, you know, again, the person was not, you know, computer professional uh, and didn't know a better way to do it. You know, and so it's cumbersome that people are, compu- you know, act- acting as computer operators and they're not really using it to help them do their job better, you know, they're kind of 
entering data at the altar of the of the database of the database administrator. And you know, in both in, in all three cases, uh, you know, what we've shown them and what, what we can do is is life changing. You know, in their world, you know, in, in the land of the blind, the sighted person is king. Right. In this case, you know, we're we're kind of showing them what can be done and, and for not that much money. Isaware is powered by Intersoft Associates, your software consultancy that will help you to maximize revenues, reduce costs, and streamline work processes with the right IT solutions. Intersoft Associates delivers strategic consulting and custom software development, together with support and enhancement to help modernize and manage the software that helps your business run. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com. Abe, uh, is Microsoft Access like a a trigger phrase. So when you see that come across, you're like, this, we're probably going to need to give this some attention. Like, it's just one of those things where you kind of think to yourself, this, that's a red flag. And, and what is, uh, what is my upgrade or my, my, my migration sort of option? Is it, is it as high points out for not much? Is it a custom solution? Is it, uh, um, I don't give it, give me some practical guidance on if I'm using access, here's the next best step. Sure. So, yes, it is a trigger for me. It's one of those things where, again, having dealt with access over the years, I use it myself for things. It's it's okay for some small things to manage. It's not a bad product. Don't get me wrong. But once you're dealing with multi-users, it's just it doesn't work. Um, So your upgrade path is you definitely want to get out of that. You definitely want to talk to us about what your options are, whether that is a Power Apps application or whether that is move it into a SQL Server database or some kind of an enterprise database product, building some kind of a front end around that, or even using Access as a front end to connect to that, which again is not what I recommend, but it is a path. It gets you on the road to moving out of Access. So move your database out so that at least your corruption problem goes away then you can move your front end out. So you can do it in stages. It's not all or one or all at once. Um, Usually in access, database structure is not necessarily um, done properly. As we've talked about in other clients, it's the kind of thing where as you're doing that migration, you probably want to look at those structures and figure out what should be done as opposed to what was done. Take that opportunity, um, but yes, you, you sort of want to talk to us about getting out of access. So web front ends. I mean, today's day and age, it's easy. Set up a site out there, put your database in the cloud. Um, you give you some kind of a front end access, security, all of that is taken into account, um, and you'll have access to your program. You know, look, we have a client who's still using an ancient laptop that they're logging around. Um, it's got access version two, by the way. Um, so, uh, and, and it's still being used. That was so good. It, I mean, good for them. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing where she, she's gotten to the point where it's not going to work anymore. We really got to get out of there. And we're, we're discussing now the, the, the opportunity. What can we do rather than just port it, which we can do, once we're opening the box, what else can we do? What else can we make her life easier? You know, things have changed over the years, especially since Access 2. So what can we do better in today's day and age that'll give her what she needs? And as you said, scalable. So as, 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 as I mentioned at the beginning, yes, it, it's a trigger word. <laughs> Hi, uh, Abe makes an interesting point about uh, what else we could do when we get in there. What is my 
I don't know if I'm thinking about sort of the future, future proofing my, my situation. What are, what are some things I'm missing out on? So I might, I might be thinking, well, there's a, there's something broken, or I know that multi-use or something, I might be thinking in a reaction or responsive mode when I think I need to do something different with access, but what am I missing out on that? I don't even realize that two years from now, five years from now, I'll be better positioned for once I leave access. Well, if you're in a pure access environment, uh, talking to other systems via API is problematic. Um, uh, Again, you know, one of the people we're, you know, one of the people that we're we're doing some work for today have a whole bunch of systems. Uh, If you look at, if you look, if you were to look at their, their, their data flow, where the similar information is entered. Uh, and ultimately it goes into their, you know, to their enterprise system, today's access-based and we're, you know, we're, you know, uh, uh, in the middle of re-engineering that. But what we can do is we can, you know, and, and they're entering that same information in a CRM, a, an estimating system and a job costing system. And, they went through all that same data. Well, we can pick one that's the owner of the data, and you know we can then uh, take it out of that system. Let's say their CRM, put it into their estimating system. And again, uh, it ideally that estimating system should be retired, but we're not at the point to make a real business case for that. Sure. Um, put it into the estimating system. Put it into the you know job costing system. So it, it's all one version of a truth. You know, if you, if you take my name, which is, you know, you know, it's misspelled at least two different ways, um, you know, and it, it becomes hard to, you know, correlate them. So we can then correlate that data. We can, you know, we can write to other, to other databases that if you're in a pure access environment, you, you, can't, you can't do that. And and ultimately interface with their with their payroll system. All that stuff just becomes hard to do. Yes, you can do it with CSVs. You can do it without outputting files, but you can't. You know, but that requires human inter- human intervention. You can't do it automatically. You know, just let it go behind the scenes. So it's a, a great point about how yes, you can homebrew some sort of ugly solution that just creates more work for yourself. Sometimes right. we get into that. We get into that mindset. It's almost in my mind like a piece of furniture that you get so used to walking around that you don't realize you should just move the furniture. Um, it can become one of those scenarios. Even over here, the data is uh, you know the, the data is is recorded on um, the time, recorded on pieces of paper, and somebody back at the ranch uh, inputs it. And you know we proposed if they're entering the data anyway, let them enter it into a system. You know it would ultimately be um available distributed you know in a distributed fashion to people out in the field let that person who was entering the data review the data just to make sure it's accurate um you know whatever problems might be we can do a lot more in terms of making sure that nobody works you know 25 hours a day uh so we, we can do all that you know back at the source and make everybody's job easier you know they're entering data there's no transcription error they're paid correctly the job is built correctly. So, you know, it, it, it's a win-win-win for everybody. Yeah. High gold stuff in Abunger with some great practical, tactical advice on the advantages of 
moving away from Microsoft Access as you're getting more into that enterprise space. Thanks, guys, for all of these insights. Really valuable. And I think a lot of companies are probably dealing with it in some way or another as they're growing out of access. And this is uh, this is really good stuff. And a good reminder, as Abe said earlier, just call us. Just call us and we'll talk through it a little bit. There's, there's nothing to it for us to start to explore a little bit with you what's going on and, and, uh, and how we can help. Guys, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for IsAware. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. IsAware is powered by Intersoft Associates, who believes the more you know about your IT, the better. Visit us at intersoftassociates.com and schedule your free consultation to talk about how custom software can help your business.